It is Thursday, July 22nd. Daily Dingers returns. We are up this week. We had a pretty good day yesterday. We're actually getting a lot of pushes this week, which is better than a loss because we're still up on the wins. But I'm back. Steve Armato here alongside Steve Inman. Steve, welcome back. Usually you're a Tuesday guy. Today you're a Thursday guy. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me up. Of course, man. This is great. These are always fun. And we're going to get into this right now. Um, So Mr. Manfred, the commish, has said that he is planning on getting rid of the seven-inning doubleheaders and the extra inning rule. How do you feel about both of those? I think it's encouraging. I mean, you and I both have been very concerned, I think is the right word, for how Manfred is approaching the future of this game with with crazy gimmicks like the seven-inning doubleheader and the extra inning rule. And to hear him adjust and be like, yeah, like this was a COVID thing. We will we will move on. I think that's really encouraging to hear what we think is the future of baseball, which is going back to normal. I actually like the 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 guy on second better than I thought I would. I just think it's too early to be putting that in in a 10th inning or an eighth inning in a doubleheader, right? So you get the 12 innings, right? These games, they go 20 innings. And I'm probably speaking as somebody who used to work for the league and would be there till 3 a.m. until Edwin Diaz in Seattle, you know, blew a blown save, and you'd be there for, for eight more innings after that. And the Seagulls are attacking in San Fran at, you know, three in the morning. But I just think it would create more interest for those kind of things later in the game. I think 10th inning, way too early for that. But you put that in the 12th inning, the 13th inning, something like that, I, I think it could work. So – I could get behind – all right, so I could get behind what you just said where, like, 12th inning, they start with the runner on second because I, I got to be honest, I hate it. I hate every part of it. The yeah. reason that – the main reason that I hate it is because I just feel like teams have lost games that they may have possibly won because of this rule. Like, starting with a guy on second, you're basically – also, these teams don't even play this – the teams don't even play this properly. Like a home team that holds them in the top of the inning starts the inning with a runner on second. Nobody ever bunts. And then you just need, you don't even need a hit to get the guy in. So the teams don't play this right, but I hate it just because it's not real baseball. Like it's, it's stuff you see in like, in like little league, you don't even see it in the little league world series. You see it in like travel baseball. Kids are like eight, nine years old. Cause like it's a two hour time limit and they want to go home. Like it's not real. And I could get behind it after like, the 12th inning or something like that, like eighth inning or the seventh inning game is just give you something to look forward to as the game goes on. But yeah. like, if it happens every extra inning game, I don't think it's really special. No. And it, it causes team and it, I think it has, it has an effect on the playoff race because everybody tells you that every game in baseball doesn't matter. Only the second half of the season matters. That's not true at, at all. Like, the year the Mets blew the, the year the Mets blew that September lead, right? I I will I will never the oh seven oh seven the first time. Okay. I will never forget the Mets blew three games to the Pittsburgh Pirates in May. They were up in the ninth in all of them, and they blew all of them. And my dad was my dad said he goes that's going to come back to haunt them later in the year. They lost the division by a game. That, so it's like every game actually does matter because it's yes. cumulative and. When you lose a game because the other team started with a guy on second in extra innings, let's just 
for example, say that that's a rally, right? Like opening day happened in the Yankees. It was a one, one game. I hate the Yankees. I love watching them lose, but at the end of the day, one, one game or two, two game, whatever it is, runner on second starts the inning. The blue Jays scored like six in the top of the 10th because like you're starting at an advantage. I hate that. So I could get it. I could get into it after like the 12th inning because we don't want to see 20 inning games and tax bullpens and things like right. that. But like to start with it is just, to me, that's just insane. I, I totally agree with that. And that's kind of why this isn't here in the first place to, to save bullpens because like literally the Mets did one, what, what was it? Two days ago. So Monday and base or so three days ago, Monday, and they were just like, how do we fix this bullpen with 11 innings? Like they're in big trouble with this bullpen. And it's just like, that's only 11. What if they go 17? What if they go right. 16? Right. And it's, it's one of those things that like can cost a team and hurt a team for weeks on end afterwards. It can change careers based on guys going along and then being, all right, you're, you're done for a couple of days. So we're sending you down. So right. like, having something like this, I think creates some intrigue for people, not like us, for people who don't really follow a lot of baseball and like everybody I've talked to who doesn't really follow baseball, like my entire family who doesn't like baseball, which is very sad for me, basically is just like, we like this. We, we think it makes it more interesting because they think the game could end at any moment. Right. You know? And right. so I think it's good in that perspective. I don't think, but I also think it's wacky to have these rules and then not have them for the playoffs. Right. You know, that's not that I'm saying they should do it for the playoffs, but I'm saying that's, that's what makes this weird. And it doesn't, it seems like a joke where we're going to put in the regular season because we don't think the regular season matters, but we're going to not do it in the playoffs because that's important. So I feel like they got to get on the same page there, whatever they do. Agreed. I agree with that one too. What if this is, see, this is, if we want to get crazy with rules, what if, what if instead, what if instead of the guy on second, right? You give, you get one at bat per extra inning with a metal bat of your choice, of player of your choice, right? Then we want to get crazy here. So just see, I mean, th- th- I mean, that's never going to happen. This is a joke, obviously. 70 year old baseball fans are already like, they're cringing. To call into the show. They, they want to, I'm getting, I'm getting emails right now. People are, people want me murdered for, for, <laughs> for even suggesting that. No, I said that earlier in the year. I actually said that if, if you lose, if you lose a challenge, because you don't get really penalized for losing a challenge. If you lose a challenge, then the other team gets gets a one at bat with a metal bat. Who they can never, choose. You never challenge again. No, you never. No, imagine you know, imagine you know giving happen in that situation. They just walk the guy. Yeah, like, pitch to him. I mean, you don't throw. You don't even throw the pitches at that point. No. <laughs> it's like can you imagine, imagine Luis Guillorme with a metal bat and it goes like six hundred feet. Yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. Or like Pete Alonso with a metal bat, he hits it like nine hundred feet. Yeah, like he hits he hits it from City Field to Yankee Stadium, like ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, now the seven inning doubleheader stuff. He wants to get rid. Of, I like getting rid of the players actually. From what Lindor said, the players like the seven inning doubleheaders because they want to get out of there. They want to get out of there, and I I get it. Um, I understand it. I'm just. To me, it's not it's not real baseball. It no, you know what it is. It's, that's what they do. Like, that's what we did in college. Like for doubleheaders. Yeah. Like you know what we did in college. Like on the weekends, every Saturday was the doubleheader for the four game weekend series, and all everybody did was they threw their two best pitchers on that Saturday because they knew that they could just go the seven innings. So it's like you can just set up like if you have two aces like to go seven innings, you're you're sitting pretty right there. That's what everybody did. Not that this is. This isn't as predictable as that because the doubleheaders aren't planned and built into the season. But 
I don't really love the double header. I don't like the seven inning double headers because it's not, it's not, again, it's not major league baseball. And what do you, you're basically taking away. I think they, I saw this earlier about um, the Mets because they played so many double headers this year at the point that they were at. And this was like three weeks ago. And I'm sure they still have more double headers. It basically came out to, they lost like four or five games on the season of innings. Yeah. Of innings. And it's like, all right, so how do you even evaluate talent at that point? Like you have it's hitters, you have hitters really that hard. you have hitters that are getting like less opportunities. It's like how do you evaluate people in free agency with, with stuff like that? I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. No, I don't think you are. I think that's a legit a thing. It'll be also interesting to see if other players feel the same as Lindor, right? Because if the players want this, this will be back. Like this will be back because the owners are gonna use this as a you know, before it was like they, the owners were having this as a bargaining chip where they said, okay, if you give us, if you, if we, if you give us a seven inning double headers, we'll give you this. But if the players want it, then I think it's going to be easy to put it back in the game. So I don't think it's completely done, but I would think, I don't think majority of the players like it. I don't think the fans like it. So I don't think the owners are going to push for it as hard as they did before because the pandemic is, is nearing the end, hopefully. And I think we're we're done with the stoppages from the pandemic, so that's why they had it in the first place. Right. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand that. I think it's going to come down to the players ultimately. If the players like it, it's coming back. Yeah. If the players don't like it, then it's it's gone. That's, that's be fascinating to see how these CBA talks go because these sides don't like each other, and we think, all know that. They know that, and I'm I, I'm concerned. I think we're going to be in for a big work stoppage, and nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. You don't, you know, nobody wants to talk about that with, with baseball and a pen race going on. Right. Cause the last thing you want to talk about is, is something that upsetting, but at the same time, I think it's at least 50, 50. We're getting a work stoppage of some yeah, that That's how I feel. I, I feel yeah. like we're get. I feel like we're going to get one, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Now let's get into the actual reason for this show, which is, um, betting on baseball. Right. So, um, Steve, what is your best bet for today? My best bet is going to be the Braves over the Phillies. It's Charlie Morton at Matt Moore at minus 145. I know it's not great odds, but I really like the Braves here. You know, you, a case can be made that Matt Moore is the worst starting pitcher in a rotation right now. No disrespect to Matt Moore, but, you know, he's got a 161 whip. And I, I love Charlie Morton. He's been excellent since I traded him away from my fantasy team for J.D. Davis. 161 batting average against in his last six starts around a 2.6 ERA. He's been great. I know they lost Ronald Acuna, obviously, but this Braves can still slug. I like them in Philly. Yeah, I actually was looking. I told you before we started recording, I was looking at that too. Um, I think the Phillies are actually like the Phillies coming off getting swept by like the Double A Yankees. It's that that's tough. But um, I I just think that Charlie Moore, Matt Moore stinks, and Charlie Morton's been really good. And I think the Braves. Like, look, losing Acuna, like you said, is huge, but I, they still have guys on that lineup that are really yes. good. They're, I mean, I that was going to be my pick. So I'm all in agreement with you there. And now my pick, which I don't know, not I don't know. I'm playing fast and loose today. There's there's some things that I like here. So I'm taking the Mariners first five run line plus a half minus 128 against the A's. So here's the thing. Between the A's, Astros, and Otani, the Mariners have basically been the forgotten team in the AL West. But here we are, 
51 and 45, sitting three and a half games out of a wild card spot, right behind, you guessed it, the A's, who they play tonight. Former Met Chris Flexen coming into this one, nine and three record, 335 ERA. We could really use that right now. Um, look, I, the Mariners don't hit much, but I actually really like Flexen. I've watched him pitch a few times this year. The numbers, they haven't really seen a ton of him either. Um, so I'm just, I, I like the matchup against Manaya. The Mariners could scrape a couple runs together. Um, I like flexing. I'm just going first five run line plus a half. I'm playing it fast and loose. And listen, a tied game gets you there. So minus 128, I'll take it. Yeah, that was literally my underdog for today. Uh, our old friend Chris Flexen, as you said, 335 ERA. Eight over eight as a Met in three years. Over eight ERA. Did, and so did, it's crazy. Did he, did he go to the KBO and like figure it out and then come so back? So he went to the KBO, but I don't know if he pitched over there because of COVID. Like he was in with the Mets in 2019. And then all of a sudden it's like he goes to the KBO, COVID. I don't know if he pitched and then he's just back and he's good. But also, if you look at his numbers, he doesn't strike anyone out like, at all. He's only got like so 65 strikeouts on the year in like 100 innings. So yeah. it's like, is this just a juicy orange guy? I think so. And he's not really much different than the guy we saw. But at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, right. the orange makes great orange juice sometimes. <laughs> Enjoy it. Let's get this win today. And then who knows from there? But at the same time, I, I like that a lot. I think, you know, the Mariners are playing a lot better than people think. And right. they're really underrated. They have a lot of really sneaky good players. I, I like it. So you're, you're so they're your underdog today. They're my underdog. What's the odds on that? Plus, I, I'm seeing them. I added on points bet, and that was uh, plus 120. That's so that that's pretty good. Honestly, that'll play. Honestly, that's a good play, especially against the A's. Oh, I think everybody's. I feel like the A's are. Look, I think the A's are good. I just kind and of feel like home too. Seattle is. Are they home? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. I feel like the A's are good, right? Yeah. But I feel like we overrate them slightly. Right. Slight, slightly. I feel like we slightly overrate them. Not like entirely, but. Until the playoffs, and then no one gives them a chance because they. Well, yeah, they don't I, I don't give it. them. I don't give them a chance in the playoffs either because <laughs> no. they haven't proven that they deserve it. Um, of course, but yeah, I mean, I like that. That'll play plus one twenty at home. Dogs are always fun. Now yeah. speaking, now home dogs are always fun. I'm going completely against that, and I'm taking a road dog who's really bad. Um, same odds though, plus one twenty early game today. We only got one. I'm doing the Texas Rangers. I'm scared. Listen, I am so I'm scared. scared this, pick, this pick is – look, nobody loves to bet on bad baseball teams more than I do, but this one is, like, out of control here. Now, here's the deal. You're playing the Tigers. Tigers are smoking hot. Six straight wins for them, right? And the Rangers, absolutely ice cold. Eight straight losses. And that is why I'm taking them. So here's the deal. I just I, – look, the, I don't think that there's like a – I don't think the Tigers are that good. Like they have a good little story right now, but I don't think they are like a rattle off seven in a row type team. Um, the Rangers got faulty going for them. He's not great, but he's not a good thing that, or a bad thing. He he's not great, but he hasn't been like he hasn't been horrible. And the Tigers kind of can go on these little stretches where they have a few games where they score like six, eight, ten runs, and then they all of a sudden score three runs in the next four. So yeah. I look, I'm 
this is my fate. Well, other than the Mariners, I do like the Mariners. That's why I'm doing them first five. But this was my, the only other one that I looked at, and I was like, I like this spot. I like teams that are on these long losing streaks for some strange reason. So look, you don't you don't have to take this. I'm just giving you, I'm just giving you a hypothesis here. So Rangers plus one twenty against the Tigers this afternoon. Keeping with the fast and loose theme. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than afternoon baseball, right? I mean, I don't, I don't love this just because I don't agree with betting on bad baseball teams. They, they're oh, bad I for know. a reason. You know, oh, they're I bad know. for a reason. I've seen you do this way too many times with the Arizona Diamondbacks. At this point, at the same time, the Tigers are not good either. So it's like you're betting on one of two bad baseball teams in a game. I, I don't really have much to say about it other than I just wouldn't wager significant money, which you're no, not, no. which you're not. No, um, on bad baseball. No, I just, I just bad. This is what makes bad baseball interesting when you do things like this. Right. So, if not, so, there would be no reason to have the Texas Rangers. Correct. Or this podcast, unbelievable. So now, <laughs> so now that brings us to our daily dinger. Who do you have today, Tony Yard? I like Nelson Cruz at plus one eighty-five. Uh, he's due. He's only got one home run in July, but he's raking against lefties as he does every year for the last you know two decades basically you know hitting 362 with an ops over a thousand against lefties facing andrew heaney i really like that i think he's a guy who could be traded any day so these home this could be a very special moment there was an article the other day about how the twins are like really sad they had to trade him and nelson cruz is really sad to leave minnesota which i thought was weird but at the same time you know one last moment for the Minnesota faithful, I think, could be happening tonight. I I like that. That you and me have been on the, a similar page, other than like the Rangers, um, yeah. because I was looking at Nelly Cruz as my pick, and then I was like, you know what, I'll I'll move off that because I, I picked him a lot this year, so I was like, oh, I'll move off that. I do really like that though, and he's. I mean, him getting. Tra- I just want to see him win. I just I want him to get traded to a good team that he contributes to um it's it's, it's like he makes money so it's like tough because like the perfect fit for me is tampa you know it's it's a ballpark i think he could do really big damage in it's a team that desperately needs him he'd be the best hitter on that team that's a 41 year old but at the same time they're not going to pay for him no toronto's another team that has dug around on him there i don't know if they're going to pay for him. that's gonna be the theme of the deadline who pays for what and I think at this point I would probably put Toronto as the favorites there. Um, obviously, with no DH in the National League, the team he needs like he needs to go with a brother bat. Yeah, yeah, he, he needs he to go to the AL. He's yeah. got to be in the AL. He's yeah. That's just what it is. Um, I'm going with um, a guy who doesn't need to be a DH. He is in the AL. I think they were talking about trading him, but with the way the Mariners are right now, I don't. They're in it, so I don't see them trading this guy. I'm taking Mitch Haniger. He's plus 400 tonight. On uh, I got that from DraftKings actually. Um, so they're facing Sean Manea in his career. He's eight for 23 with a double and a triple, no home runs. However, that's yet no homers yet off, off of Hannah, off of, uh, Manette, Manaya. Manaya. I, I just think that, um, he's been hot lately. He's been hitting, he's been a guy that people aren't really talking about. He won AL player of the week, I think like last week or something like that. Yeah. And he clearly sees the ball well against this guy tonight. So I'll gladly take the plus 400 with a hot hitter to hit his first home run off a guy that he, you know, he does a lot of damage off. 
Yeah, I like that one a lot. We are on the same page with this one for sure. And he's a guy who has basically missed the last two seasons, right? So to see him come back and have what looks like a 30-plus home run season is incredible. It's a, you know, I don't, comeback player of the year is not really a big thing in baseball, but if it was, you'd make the case that it's him. Yeah, I agree with that. And he's like, the thing is, he's doing it. I, I feel like it's because of where the Mariners play that nobody's really talking about them or talking it's about It's more just him. like, as you said before, the Astros are the leader. The A's are right there. The Angels have Otani and Trout. So it's like you're, at best, the fourth team in your own division. How are you going to get attention like that? And the answer is just you got to win You got to win baseball games. Right. I think they could do – listen, I think you they, – they take two out of three from Oakland. Or actually, wait, this is a four – is this a four-game – this is a four-game set. I is th- it? I've, I think this is a four-game set. Thursday, so that makes sense. Yeah, This is a four-game set. You take three out of four from Oakland here, you, you're right back in the race. You're making yeah. some You're making some noise. You're, you're only three and a half behind them for that second wild card spot. So I don't know, man. This is a big series for the, for, the, um, for the Mariners this weekend. So let's see if they're for real. Now, before that, um, Nerfie, you're the guy today, baby. I don't want to put any pressure on you, but – you are the fourth different person to choose the Nerfie this week, and we are now three. We are three and zero currently. So I don't want to put any pressure on you, but what do you got? No pressure, but lots of pressure. I understand. Yeah. that's the way this works. I'm going with the Giants and Dodgers. Descafani <laughs> Bueller. It's the best pitching matchup of the day, and I just believe you know. When in doubt, go with those two guys. You can get it at minus one fifteen on DraftKings. I just, I mean, Descalfani's having a breakout season with the Giants. Every Giants pitcher seems to be having a breakout season with the Giants this year. And obviously, Walker Bueller is a future Cy Young winner. So I like those two guys, and there's not really much to say about that. No, and at minus one fifteen, that's very good. Like usually, you don't usually get that at like minus one forty. You you would think. I think it's going to move right now. It's early. It's not even nine a.m. on the East Coast yet. That's going to move. So I would get that one early. Yeah. Um, that seems it's it always. Sometimes people overthink, like me, a lot of the time. I overthink the Nerfie, and I'm looking at these like advanced stats and stuff. But at the end of the day, the best pitching matchup, that's, that's what you got to go with. And this is yeah. it. So I, um, I'm not going to tell you I like it because I don't want to jinx you, but I think it is a, it is a informed decision. So um, anything else? Tell everybody Before we get out of here, tell everybody where they can find you, sir. You can find me on the Game Day Hoops doing uh, their channel all the time. You can also find me at Steve Inman on Twitter and at Real Steve Inman on IG. I got to figure out how to consolidate those two things to make them the same name. But uh, thank you so much for having me, Steve, and I can't wait for next week. Of course, Steve. And you know what? Next week, we're get this. Listen, this is this is all fun. We're having a lot of fun with these, and we're gonna just keep this thing rolling. So appreciate having you on here. And. Everybody who's listening right now, don't forget tomorrow, um, I'm actually in Chicago for my bachelor party. Jack will be at my Airbnb. We're doing live parlay Friday. I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's gonna. It's probably going to be a, a, a good time. So we'll see what happens there. Don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Steve Inman, I'm Steve Armato. We will see you tomorrow.